Welcome back to Accounts, the program where I, Kyle Atwood, catch up with TCU students to talk about what they're thinking and feeling during this coronavirus situation. We're now two weeks into online classes, and hopefully everybody's getting adjusted. And I'm super excited to talk to my guest today about her experience over these past two weeks. She's a good friend of mine, and she's the president of Alpha Chi Omega, as well as the Elections and Regulations Chair in SGA. She is Vivian Noyd. Welcome on the program, Viv. Happy to be here. So could you talk about how your spring semester was going prior to the announcement? Sort of give us a baseline of your experience. Absolutely. So I think that a lot of people are feeling the same way in response to not being able to return from spring break. And that's that due to how TCU's academic and then also extracurricular calendar falls, a lot of the really, really exciting, really special events came after spring break. And so unfortunately, will no, no longer be able to happen in the same capacity that they were planned. So at least for me, um, I'm the president of Alpha Chi. And so I know that myself personally, and a lot of members were pretty disappointed because we had a social event get canceled. We had initiation for some members of our chapter get canceled. So just some really special, really important events that were no longer able to happen. And then on the SGA side, we had the entirety of the SGA elections not being able to occur. So I think that in terms of looking at where I was before the COVID-19 outbreak and before TCU was canceled, it was definitely a really special time and exciting time to see a whole bunch of work come to fruition. But I'm, I'm optimistic and I, I that work's going to come to fruition at some point. It just may not be in the same capacity that we originally thought. I am loving the optimism. So moving into living situation right now, you're off campus. So how has that informed your experience uh, being close, but not quite on campus when announcements were made? Yes. So I actually live on campus during the semester as the president of my sorority. I moved into the Alpha Chi house in January, but prior to that, I lived off campus and I wasn't able to find a subleaser. So I had a vacant apartment that I just conveniently was able to move into after everything with the coronavirus started going down. Um, it has been, I don't know, a really strange, but also really humbling experience. I feel very, very, very lucky to have a stable place to live because I know that's not the reality for a lot of people. And in a lot of ways, I feel very lucky because even though I'm not physically with my family, um, they're safe and they're healthy. Um, I'm from central Washington, about two hours outside of Seattle. So it's just not the safest place to be in terms of traveling in relation to COVID-19 confirmed and presumptive positives. So it's a little strange to be without your family when there's you know, a global pandemic, but I am incredibly lucky and incredibly thankful to be really, really supported by my parents and then really, really supported by my friends at TCU as well. So you mentioned that you live in Washington and obviously a large amount of cases are there. Could, could you talk about the thought process and discussions that you had with family members about whether or not to go home? Yeah, you know, it was, I, I'll say a tough decision. It was definitely a tough decision, but so I was in Washington for the first few days of spring break, and my initial plan was to come back to Texas early so that I could get some work done and get prepared for, kind of like I said, the rest of the spring semester because it was so crazy between Alpha Chi and SGA. And so my family had dropped me off at the airport in Seattle, and I was on the plane that was rolling backwards on the tarmac when I got the email from the chancellor that school was going to be delayed a week at that point. And so obviously I was on the plane. I mean, I was on my way to Texas, but once I got here, I touched base with my parents. And I think from there, <clears throat> the where we are in Texas is about, I would say like two weeks behind 
severity like where Washington is. And so by the time that I had gotten back down here, my parents basically asked me to make the call about you either come back now because this is, you know, a a better place than we will be in two weeks or you wait it out down there. And for me, as somebody with a pre-existing condition that disposes me to potentially having a more serious reaction to the coronavirus, my parents were like, you know what, Texas seems a little safer. Why don't we, at least for now, try to prioritize like your physical safety, even as a healthy young person, and stay in Texas? So you and the Elections and Regulations Committee have been hard at work putting together a new election timeline, as well as the timeline for the referendum. Do you want to talk about that process and the discussions you had there? And how you ultimately put together this new election timeline? Absolutely. You know, I think that this is a situation that I always say to people, like, there is no play in the book for when there's a global pandemic and school shuts down. So I have been really, really lucky, kind of like I touched on earlier, to have incredible support, both in the TCU community in terms of mentors and professional staff and faculty, but also in terms of friends. And so... That includes the sweet, sweet friends on my elections and regulations committee. So a lot of other universities chose to go ahead with their student government elections in the spring semester via some kind of online platform. And after talking with my committee, it was really, really important to everybody that we focus on two things. Number one, making candidates really accessible to people at TCU. But number two, making people's experiences at TCU really accessible to candidates. And I say that in the sense of people have a lot more serious things to worry about at this point in time than SGA. And it doesn't discount the validity of the organization, but instead I think in order to be really, really good leaders, we have to recognize the fact that, you know, today there was 4.4% unemployment in like in this country, which is, you know, a very high percentage. There are people who are non-essential businesses who have no idea when they're coming back to work. There are individuals who may not be able to come back to college, people that have no idea when they're going to be able to leave their house. And so I think for my committee and for the candidates and people involved in SGA in general, it was really important to prioritize those life experiences over those college experiences. And in terms of formulating a plan, we started kind of with those two things in mind. We wanted people to be able to evaluate candidates in a time when they weren't, you know, worried about the bigger pressures that COVID-19 has forced us to confront. And so from there we decided, okay, you know, if we're not going to do any kind of spring elections, the best case scenario would be to move them to the fall in order to allow people to have in-person interactions with their candidates and to allow for really organic and personal campaigning. And so basically the plan that we decided, which is a little unconventional, but I'm really excited about, is to host House of Representative, Student Body Officer, and Class of 2024 elections all in one grouping, which doesn't traditionally happen. So that will take place not the first week of school, but the second, and all voting will take place on September 8th. So we will have really, really incredible student body officers and student body representatives ready to dive in and serve at the beginning of the year. So shifting focus a little bit now to Alpha Chi, how have you stepped up as a leader to that group of girls during this time? Um, you know, I I say I used to say this as a joke, but I think it's incredibly true. I am so blessed to be just one of 14. Alpha Chi Omega has an executive board of 14 women. And so 
I have been so well served and like so well loved and so impressed by these women's like resilience and ability to reach out to members of the chapter, not only in their capacity as a leader, but their capacity as like a friend and a sister. And to say, if you need anything, like, please let us know, please let us know how we can serve you over these coming months. And I touched on it a little bit, but a lot of the same issues that SGA is dealing with in terms of what students and constituents are going through the women in my chapter are also experiencing. And so I think that one of the biggest considerations that we're working on right now is how can we as a chapter practice not only financial responsibility, but almost like financial recognition of how difficult times are for women, because no matter what, going to TCU is expensive, but also being in a sorority is an additional commitment on top that's also expensive. And so it was really important to us as an executive board and also as a chapter to focus on how can we make sure that we're fulfilling our financial commitments while also making sure that we're representing those values of being flexible and gracious and understanding and servant leaders, because it is a difficult line to walk. It's a line that the U.S. government is walking right now in terms of helping people pay their bills and cover their costs across the country. And so I think in a lot of ways, it's an incredible learning lesson. And it's taught me a lot about how you how you talk about things that are difficult, especially money, how you talk about things that are a little uncomfortable, because at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. And that is the ability to return to the status quo with not only our like traditional lives intact, but our friendships and relationships intact. And so that's definitely been the most important thing for me. Outside of school and some of the other activities that we discussed, what are some other hobbies or pursuits that you've been able to do? Or what does your typical day look like as of right now? Oh, goodness. Okay. It's definitely different, probably on a week to week basis. I have been doing this week, especially a lot of focus on the Alpha Chi side. Um, So one on one meetings with 14 officers. I've also met with six chapter members over the last week via Zoom, obviously. Um, And just talked about, you know, how can we as an organization serve you? But outside of those extracurricular experiences, a lot of my time has been dominated by online class and completing assignments to make sure that I, you know, complete all my classes and complete all of the things that I signed up for at the beginning of the semester. And so it's definitely been a really difficult transition, um, especially as a student with a learning disability. Like this is a completely different form of information dispersal. And so I think that in a lot of ways, it's taken up a lot of time because it is just so radically different. So I think the average day consists of, I mean, lots of phone conversations, checking in with the people I love, checking in with the people I care about, um, but also a lot of homework and a lot of Zoom calls. And lastly, what are you most excited to get back to when school starts again? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I'm most excited to get back to being able to see other people face to face. I think I'm really lucky. I have one of my roommates here. Um, But I think that I at least personally really underestimated the value of being able to talk to people in person and how difficult it is sometimes to communicate, you know, what your tone is or what your inflection is, even via Zoom. You know, even if I'm looking at your face via Zoom, I may not be able to directly communicate what it is that I'm trying to say. And so I think in a lot of ways, I will never again take for granted the ability to text somebody and say, hey, like, can we chat? Can we just talk face to face? You know, can we get together? Can we grab coffee, grab lunch? Because even though I've been making a really direct effort to try and talk to the people I love, there is really no substitute from just being able to sit down across from somebody and check in with them. So that's what I'm excited to get back to. I'm excited to get back to seeing my people and seeing them face to face, most importantly. 
Well, Viv, it was great to catch up with you again and hope you stay healthy. And I'm excited to get back to work with you the next semester. Yes. Thank you so much, Kyle. And thank you everybody for tuning in. We hope you tune into our podcast next week and please stay healthy. 